You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 20. Well, hey there, Amy here. How are you doing today? It has been two weeks. Two weeks of anguish and anger, and two weeks of protests, two weeks of frustration and struggle, and people have been clamoring for change. Clearly, there are fundamental differences in beliefs and perspectives and treatment, our experiences, and our understanding of the world and our place in it. And we all know that change is constant. If you stand still in business, you get left behind because there's always a current. And the same holds true in society. Frankly, there's no going back now. There's no reset button. You can look high and low. You're not going to find one. And so I've really been listening and reading and asking a lot of questions and absorbing what I'm hearing in order to move forward. And for real change to occur, here is what I believe. It's got to start first in our hearts and minds. So during the past week, I've seen so many emails in my inbox from organizations individual business and civic leaders, celebrities, and other influencers, all of whom are outlining the changes they'll be making and the actions they'll be taking going forward. And I wonder, did they really learn something new? See something from a different perspective? Come to understand something they haven't until now? Or Is it really just lip service? Right? Time will tell. So for now, the protests continue. So here's my question for you. What have you been focusing on this past week? Because the human brain is wired to focus on the negative. It's really a survival thing. We give the negative a lot of attention. Just look at what the news media is doing. Every day it looks for footage of violence and then replays it over and over again. And it actually takes real conscious effort on our part to pay attention to the positive. So I feel for the thousands and thousands of police officers that wake up each and every morning and put themselves in harm's way for us to protect and serve us, right? As well as all the peaceful protesters who are desperate to be seen and heard. And those folks are practically ignored and overlooked if you watch the news. It takes just a few to undo the good work of so many. So you've heard me refer to the quote by Jen Sincero, what you focus on becomes your reality. And our perceptions are 
our reality. And it's based on these perceptions that we act, right? So for those of you who've been listening to this podcast, you know that I grew up in Michigan. My family, we lived in various suburbs of Detroit, fairly middle class to affluent suburbs. And my parents immigrated to the U.S. after completing college in Taiwan. And they emphasize the importance of education. I fit an awful lot of the stereotypes. I played the piano. I liked gymnastics. I was a good student. And, well, a lot of these stereotypes came with certain advantages and disadvantages. And in the part of Michigan where I grew up, Asian Americans only made up about 2% of the population. But at the time when I was just a teenager, I really wasn't aware of the disadvantages of being an Asian American in society. Really, the only disadvantage I was keenly aware of was being the firstborn of immigrant parents and being a girl because my dad was incredibly strict. So when I went off to college at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, it was really the first time I got to go to bed whenever I wanted to, get up whenever I wanted to, take whatever classes I wanted, date whoever I wanted. And well, my first real boyfriend, my first love, as an adult, was a black man. And the racism that I encountered as a result of that fundamentally changed and shaped how I understood the world from then on. And when I was in college, I remember hearing people say, why do blacks always sit together? So I joined them and looked for common ground because I think it's human nature to look for connection through common ground. And by the way, I don't recall anyone ever asking the question, why do whites always sit together? Mind you, this is 30 years ago, but it's still a really important example and reminder that it's important to challenge the premise of the questions that are being asked. And since this podcast is about lasting weight loss, here is what I want you to know and to apply from today's podcast. Whether we're talking about social change or weight loss, lasting change can only happen when how you interpret the world changes. And how this happens depends on what you believe and what you choose to focus on. And this kind of change doesn't take time. It can happen in an instant with an aha moment. So if you want to lose weight and keep it off, what do you need to believe when choosing your plan of action? And by this, I mean, what do you need to believe 
about yourself. Because the weight loss journey is an opportunity for us to learn about ourselves on multiple levels, right? The way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, how we buffer, our relationship with food, our integrity with ourself, as well as with others. And if you really think about it, overeating and being overweight and the self-judgment that occurs, right, that comes with it, creates suffering. Deprivation from dieting and resentment of others right, what they have and what they can do and what you can't creates suffering as well. Not paying attention to what we're eating and not moving our bodies is a form of neglect and that creates suffering too. On the other hand, when we make time for self-care, when we pay attention to how we're nourishing our body with the foods that we eat and through our movement, those are acts of love. Right? Let me say that again. Making time for self-care, paying attention to how we're nourishing our bodies with the foods we eat and through mindful movement, those are acts of love. Self-love. And it comes from a place where you believe you are worth the effort. That you're more than good enough and worth the weight. Right? In other words, you are worth the time and the energy. And as Maya Angela said, if I am not good to myself, how can I expect anyone else to be good to me? So lasting weight loss is the result of practicing self-care habits over time, right? If these self-care habits are new ones for you, if you're creating new habits, you're essentially learning new skills. So with learning, we need patience and compassion. And those are forms of self-love too. And recognizing that making mistakes is also an inherent part of the learning process. So just think about how many times a baby falls down when they're learning how to walk. Right? Do we berate them when they fall? Of course not. Because we know that doesn't help. We encourage them to try again. We believe they can do it with more time and more practice. And it's with practice, then walking becomes automatic. Right? We can do it without even thinking about it. So when it comes to habits, it's the same thing. With self-care habits, we want them to become automatic. We want to be unconsciously competent. But that's not where we start. I would say in the beginning, we are actually 
unconsciously incompetent. We don't even know oftentimes that it's something that we need to be doing. And then as we become aware, we are then consciously incompetent. So think about it like when you're first learning how to juggle. If I handed you two or three balls, you just couldn't do it in the beginning. And then with some instruction and some tips and some encouragement and practice, we go from being consciously incompetent to consciously competent. But to do it requires focus and effort. And then again, with time and practice, we go from being consciously competent to then unconsciously competent. So when it comes to creating self-care habits, I really want you to focus on this. It's really not about practice to become perfect. It's about having it become automatic. So if you have tried to create healthy habits in the past and it hasn't worked, let me ask you, did you try to overhaul your whole life? So when it comes to lasting weight loss, I always recommend five key habits. Right For hydration, it's half your body weight in ounces. When it comes to fruits and vegetables, it's to aim for five servings a day. When it's getting enough sleep, we're usually looking for seven to nine hours every night. And when it comes to mindful movement, I'm looking for 30 minutes a day. That includes cardio, strength training, and stretching. And then when it comes to meditation, we're looking for 10 to 20 minutes a day. And then in addition to those five habits, you've heard me talk about practicing the hunger scale, where you're eating between a minus four and a plus four, and asking yourself questions like, am I hungry and have I had enough? We also talk about practicing the five-step TLC method and making your plans one day at a time. So looking at your plan for the next 24 hours. So when you add that up, we're actually talking about eight different habits now. So if you've been listening to this podcast, are you trying to do all of them at once? And do you realize that would be like trying to learn how to juggle starting with eight balls? So are you setting yourself up for success if you're doing that? Probably not. So if you've tried to create those healthy habits in the past and you take on that many new things at once, it's kind of like trying to boil the ocean. You, you're spread too thin and you can't be effective. So what we want to do, let me ask you a better question. Instead of asking, are you setting yourself up for success? What do you want to do instead? 
in order to set yourself up for success. So I would recommend focusing on just one or two and get to the point where you can be unconsciously competent. And if we take it one step further than that, I would say to come up with a version of one of those habits that you can actually succeed in doing every single day. So if it's about drinking more water and you're only drinking three or four glasses a day, how about aiming for four or five glasses a day? On a scale of one to 10, do you think that's doable? And if it's an eight, nine, or 10, where 10 is a walk in the park, then let's shoot for that. And then let's come up with a specific plan on how to make that happen every day. And if you can, let's make it happen at the beginning of the day before decision fatigue can even set in. Right, so again, the goal here is for you to get to the point where you can be unconsciously competent. Like the juggling example, I want you to become like Zachary Prescott, who's the current record holder in the Guinness Book of World Records, or Kirk Swenson, who was the former record holder. They can actually juggle three balls while running a mile in under five minutes. As a matter of fact, it's actually called joggling. (laughs) All right. So next week, I'll be talking about what the first habit is that you want to focus on to create lasting weight loss. So I'll leave you with another quote by Dr. Maya Angelou. I think that young men and women are so caught up by the way they see themselves. Now, mind you, when a larger society sees them as unattractive, as threats, as too black or too white or too poor or too fat or too thin or too sexual or too asexual, that's rough. But you can overcome that. The real difficulty is to overcome how you think about yourself. If we don't have that, we never grow. We never learn. And sure as hell, we should never teach. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B.com. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.